Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Hella Tired Podcast. I am your host, Peruge Bubba McComb, a.k.a. Sad Boy Shinobi, a.k.a. the Willy Wonka Wonder. Uh, today, I'm joined by an ever-so-talented man by the name of Steve Byrne, uh, straight-up OG comedian, fucking one of the funniest people around. Uh, you can see him on Netflix. You can see him on network television. He's got a stack of his DVDs right here. Tell the damn joke. Yep. Please welcome Mr. Steve Byrne. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Thank Appreciate you for coming on, man. This is so awesome. Yeah. This is so awesome. So welcome back to Stand Up Live. Uh, I know you were here for All Things Comedy last year or this year, right? Uh, yeah, the, the last one they had. The last had. one, right? And the last time I was in this green room for that festival... I think I booted all over this place and cleaned it up and had to get escorted by security back to my hotel room because I got so sloppy next door. <laughs> it was bad. And then last night I got sloppy. You know, I'm I was paying for it now. Sharing some, sharing some vague war stories from last night. How you guys went a little hard last night? Ooh. Almost ended up at a strip club, but avoided I, disaster. Yeah, I, I blame the bartenders. They kept serving me. Yeah, man. It's like, what, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, dude, if you want it, they got it. Yeah. You know, it's Phoenix, yeah. dude. I don't know if there's, if there's a cap <laughs> out here. I've never, I've really never seen anyone be like, hey, man, you're cut off. I've never heard those words out here. Yeah, as though <laughs> being dehydrated isn't an issue already in Phoenix. Right. All the whiskey does not help at all. Right, yep. So whiskey combined with... Uh, Probably not water, right? Yeah, I'm going to leave here looking like an 80-year-old Navajo. I'm just going <laughs> to be so wrinkly. It's very specific. Yeah. Very specific. Well, maybe you'll leave here looking like a 20-year-old... Um Fucking, I don't know, man. I don't know. You I don't got know it. What you reference. got it. Don't worry. I, I'm here for you. you I don't know it. what you reference can do to pull this. in. Come on. Because a 20 year old what though? You know, I oh, already go started. For it. You got it. Yeah, finish it. Fucking 20 year old. Fucking... Here we go. Here we go. Nah, man. You're it's, so it's, close. it's gone. It's no. gone. All right. Uh, looking like a 20 year old. Um, <laughs> Kevin Spacey. There we go. Fuck. Oh. All right. As long as you're just looking like him and yeah, not I, I embodying be, him. I don't want to be grabby like him. Yeah. Right. 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 Okay. So for the people who don't. No, Steve Byrne, first sure. of all. I don't know who you'd be, but um, he's a stand-up comedian, amongst other things. Uh, now, how long exactly have you been doing stand-up? Uh, 22 years now. And 22, you know, yeah, 22 years. Do you like, know the date and everything, the first September place you 30th, went up? September 1997. It was stand-up New York, yeah, on the Upper West Side of New York City. Okay. Because I, I was in school in Ohio and wrapped up my folks. My father's originally from New York City, and my folks moved back to New York City. And I said, can I crash on your couch for a few months? Sure. And just experience New York before I get on with my life. And he said, of course. So I got there. The first day I got there, I said, I'm not coming home until I have a job. And I started on like 86th and Broadway and worked my way down. And at 50th and Broadway, I walk into Caroline's Comedy Club. And the manager happened to be standing there, a really nice guy. And he goes, uh... He goes, what do you want to do? I go, I'll do anything. He goes, fill this out. Come back tomorrow. You got a job. I was like, great. So okay. I just was answering phones making reservations for people, seating sure. them, sweeping the floors. And, um, you know, the first four months I was just watching everybody like, oh, fuck, that looks like fun. Okay, so I hadn't went up that. yet. Just four months of observation. Never been in a comedy club before that. That's never so cool. thought okay. of doing it. Never intending to be a stand-up. But once I saw it, I was like, great. And then I went to Stand Up New York, did my first set. And I always say it was like the first time I had sex. It was really quick. <laughs> I cried immediately afterwards and I said, I cannot wait to do that again. And that's, that's Dude, how it all happened. That's a perfect analogy. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. So I mean, did you cry because of how the nervous, how nervous, I was just so really nervous. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember yeah, yeah. the three days before it, when I got the date, I was just standing in front of a mirror. Okay. Like saying my lines over and over and over and over <laughs> right. and over again. And I think I was so emotionally invested in okay. it that because I think I, because I worked so hard on the set, 
I didn't even know what I was doing, but it went well enough for me to be like, I'm doing that. Okay. So you were already somewhat confident in front of a group or on a stage before you had went up to stand up? Or did you have like that kind of upper leg? Uh, I wouldn't say I I, I was, I don't think you're ever comfortable, comfortable in front of people until, until, I don't know, maybe like even now, like I think maybe, maybe like 15 years in, I was like, yeah, I was like, okay, I'm okay now with this. Now maybe 10. Okay. Um, That's a long time though, just to practice a craft and just feel good enough not to want to fucking throw it before you're set. Yeah. I I definitely don't feel that anymore. Good. Well, yeah. Yeah. 22 years. I don't think, I mean, (laughs) they say it takes, you know, uh, a little more than 10 years to master any craft if you do it fucking once a day. So by 22, I'd imagine you probably just like, all right, this is just a, yeah. So now do you still get nervous or any kind of like uh, butterflies when you try to work out new shit still? Or is it just, you Uh, know, the potential outcomes and you're not faced by them anymore? Like trying new stuff isn't, I don't get nervous trying new stuff because, okay. you know, nine times out of ten, it's going to fail. So I'm just kind of like bracing for impact. Okay. But, uh, you know, when it does work, it's gratifying. When it doesn't, it's like, ah, fuck, you know, it just, it, it's kind of a bummer, but it's just part of the gig, right? I mean, yeah. you just got to roll with the punches and yeah. get used to it. Do you yeah. get super analytical or you're just like, ah, okay, it didn't work, just on to the yeah, next I don't, one? I don't go home and sit in front of a chalkboard and like oh, diagramming right. everything out. No, not okay. at all. Yeah, because I mean, I've seen, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to name drop because it's respectful. My sure. This dude I was telling about, uh, Thomas Eppolito, he's a comedian okay. out here, and the way he records his set and then analyzes it like the like laughs exactly down to the point seconds and stuff and a very like meticulous way of creating a seven minutes and making it tight and like the process he posted on facebook looks so fucked and i was like is that how it's supposed to be because i'm a very new comic and like is that how (laughs) everyone does it or i don't i I think everybody's got their own look everybody's got a method to their madness you know so i tip my cap to anybody that that attempts to do this or does it at all and uh if that's the way he's got to do it then that's the way he's got to do it you know it's like it's so funny because like this show is starting now right yeah 7 30 i normally would walk in here if you know all goes according to plan a half hour goes on before me and eight o'clock i go on the stage right sure i like to roll in at 7 58 i like okay. to just walk right in go up do my thing and not sit around at all and there's other guys that want to be here an hour before the show. So right. everybody's got their own thing. You right. Know? And now do you have like a routine? Like do you like meditate or if I can listen to a playlist or something like that? Like, nope. I, yeah. I, I just have one. I just got to smoke a little. I just got to smoke a little. Just a little. It's a little yeah. weed. That's what you do. Yeah. That's it. So is, uh, my nerves smoky, are smoky? out of control, man. Like it's not like to get high and enjoy anything more, right. but it's like, I feel like if I'm holding the mic, I'm just going to be like fucking just, and it's getting smoke. better. Yeah. It's getting yeah. better, but I would like to not use that as a crutch. I'd like to, I got challenged by a buddy of mine to do like a sober set completely, like no beer, no yeah. smoke before nothing, which is not a big deal. But I just hadn't done it yet. I've always smoked a little bit to just kind of sure. calm myself and I did it and it was fucking great, dude. And well, so yeah. now I'm kind of addicted to doing I mean, 100%. everybody's got their own thing. I, I would never knock anybody for their process. Early on in my career, a uh, guy named Louis Ferranda, who manages over at uh, Caroline's Comedy Club, he saw me have, I, you know, I was like pounding beer before my set because okay. I was so nervous. He goes, he goes, hey, he pulled me aside. He goes, uh, if you do that before every time you go on stage, that's going to become a habit. She so said, do you want that to be part of your habit? Do you want that to be part of your routine or <laughs> do you want to, you know, do you want to not, you. not re- rely on that as a crutch? And sure. I just thought, wow, that's, that's really smart. Cause I didn't want to bake that into my, 
into my process. So right. you know, early on, that was like one of the great lessons cool. somebody gave me that maybe I bestow upon you. But there's guys that that it relaxes them. There's guys sure. that smoke a bowl before they're set. There's there's guys that vape. Uh, you know, everybody does something. Some guys drink before. Uh, you know, so I'm not there to knock anybody, but right. I just think it's you know. If you're intending to do a long career, then, you know. Yeah, and I think it's a, I think it's a good challenge to yourself, you know. Like, yeah. um, I did it, and it was really cool to know that, okay, like, yeah, the nerves were at an all-time high, but, like, I still did the thing, and it was yeah. fine. Just went, like, any other way. If, if anything, I was more, like, uh, animated with my jokes because I wasn't – I was so not – docile yeah. like i was just in it and uh i was running off of nerves and that kind of felt cool man mm-hmm. so i've been like just doing sober sets lately and i was like okay so okay. i'm challenging anyone who's listening who's a comedian um try it out yeah and maybe you'll find yourself uh, in a better position perhaps so i do have a question yeah. uh is, did you just is this by request right here this box of nerds and laughing no, this okay. is uh this is just what they do okay. here i guess so this is new the candy right and as you can see these novices probably <laughs> yeah. went through it all <laughs> right and, uh, no yeah. fucking chocolate in there dude what's yeah. going on well somebody wolfed it down before now I, yeah. do you what is it called i'm sorry now what is it is it a writer do you have yeah. like one of the what's on if you Okay, so if you don't, that's fine. But if you could just, in a perfect world, every time you walk into a green room, what right. would you have in front of yourself? Perfect world? Yeah, perfect world. Don't have to worry about nothing. Oh, God. Uh, gravy fries. <laughs> okay. Pizza. Sure. An assortment of Arby sandwiches. Um, Thank we you. We got the meats. Uh, Thank you so much for backing Arby's, dude. See, fuck all of you. Yeah, water. A lot of water. Okay. Uh, really, all I need is just water. I, I just like to have some water before right. I go on stage. That's, that's really it. That's all I ask for. I don't, I don't ask for much. Tea or coffee guy at all? No. Not never really, Never had huh? coffee in my life. No way. Never is it just coffee. a decision or just a never happened kind of deal? No, I never had coffee or smoked a cigarette because when I was in junior high school, I guess those formative years, yeah. I played ice hockey all my life, and my coach at the time, Al Smith... Uh, chain smoked and pounded coffee. Okay. And get in your face and kind of yell. <laughs> yeah. He was a great, great guy. Super great guy. I loved him. But uh, his breath just was like, wow, it was overpowering. Right. And I was like, I'm never doing that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. you know, I just stayed away from it. Thank you for the example, sir. Mm-hmm. I will say, man, uh, coffee's pretty crazy. It's uh, delicious, of course, whatever, whatever. You can make it however you want it to taste. But um, the addiction to coffee is a real thing. Like, yeah. I, uh, if I go a day or two without coffee, I'll start getting headaches. And if it goes beyond that, it'll get to the point where my vision starts getting distorted. That's not good. It's like migraines to that point. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, I'm addicted to a drug. And it's coffee, dude. It, yeah. it, it fucking freaks me out, man. But I can't stop drinking it, dude. Well, there's no like self-help groups <sighs> for... There's no like AA for Starbucks, I guess, right? Right. There, so, but there should be, man. There, there was a point be, yeah. in time where I was like spending fucking... I don't know, 15 bucks a day and I'm broke. So that's like a fucking fortune for me just on Starbucks. Cause yeah. I was just like, well, do you know, I like was rationalizing with myself sure. the money I didn't have, but I wanted coffee, like a real drug addict. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, well I just won't eat a good dinner tonight. I'll just get a coffee. Like it feels good right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, yeah. it's ridiculous, dude. It's ridiculous. So, um, I always like to just dive into not necessarily like career focused things, but sure. like, so one thing I'm passionate about is like, mm-hmm. uh, Kendama. So this thing right here is a ball and cup toy. Okay. It's a Japanese ball and cup toy. This is my favorite thing to do in life. Yep. Um, it's like the same family, I guess, as like the yo-yo or what have you. Got um, it. Do you have anything like this or any like staple of your childhood that you had that you brung with you to adulthood like this before? Or even like oh, video boy. games? Are you a gamer? Or Not a, a huge favorite gamer. Cereal, dude? <laughs> uh, I used to love 
fucking love uh, peanut butter crunch when I was little. Oh, fuck yeah, Just dude. tear the shit out of your mouth. Dude, you right? Have to, you have to let it soften up. So, but you here's the thing, it, though. I, don't, I can't fuck with soggy cereal, man. Yeah, you got to hit that sweet spot. I just take you know, it. You got to get that sweet spot. It's like you got to get it in the milk. You got to douse them all. Right. Let them get like a slight marinade and then you tear in. Otherwise, it just starts melting and it just like it's disgusting. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think I when I was little, I love comic books. Okay. And, uh, you know, I always read comic books. I used to go to this comic book shop in Pittsburgh called Ides. It was fucking great and it's still there. And I go there every time I go back home. And, um, yeah, I, I, you know, now... Like I just pick up some graphic novels, sure. graphic novels, and and I read those uh, sometimes on the plane. Um, that's, that's perfect. Really huh? It. I mean, I, you know, I collected Star Wars figures when I was a kid. My my kids are old enough now where, like, I see them playing with the stormtroopers and right. it's like ah, that's that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, it's um, cool that it's still relevant. You yeah. know, like I mean, yeah, it got nice revamped. Yeah. yeah. So how do you feel about about the new ones, man? I mean, as a, a true Star Wars fan, I know there's a lot of discontent with Disney what they're doing with it, but yeah. I feel like it's it's the only way. Like they have to phase out the old story. Yeah, it's all those old dorks that are like you're ruining my child it's like no a priest can ruin a childhood george lucas and the disney's not going to ruin a thank childhood. you I, I think uh i think the new ones though are, are pretty good but i i mean of the, the new ones i'd go rogue one okay i'd go force awakens i'd go solo then i go last jedi in that order okay see i haven't finished solo yet um oh, love it yeah, I, love I, it. I haven't finished. I always, if I'm if I'm like trying to watch a movie, it's always at night. Yeah, and I, you know, it's just I don't know, man. My couch is so fucking comfortable, dude. It's so hard for me to get through a movie. Yeah, like yeah. when the sun is down and I'm like relaxed, I don't got nothing else to do in the day, like no more responsibilities. I can't make it through a movie, man. Yeah, so I'm about to put one of that on it during the day. Just, just say, just say, fuck it, man. <laughs> But now, I, I, this is a lingering question. I couldn't yeah. stop thinking about it. Are you milk first or cereal first, man? Oh. I'd have to think about that. I haven't had cereal for a long time. Okay. But I think uh, I'm milk first. Yeah. I pour the milk in, then I do the cereal, but I'm an idiot. I should put the cereal in first, then the milk, because then it gets doused. Yeah. I'm a fucking idiot. I've been doing it wrong the whole... No, that's just why I wanted to ask, because, you, you know... I'm there, learning. There's no right way, but there's a logistically sound way. You know that what I mean? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, okay. Well, I'm glad that I can help you, man. I'm a fucking idiot. I hope you do get some peanut butter Captain Crunch sometime in the near future. Treat <laughs> will, yourself to that nostalgic that, taste. Yeah. And that's one of the only experiment. cereals that haven't fucked around and went whole grain on us, man. Yeah. I've been a cereal fanatic my whole life. Spo- this body is sponsored by cereal, right? Yeah. So, like, tricks, whole grain, fuck tricks, dude. Can't no, mess with them that. no more. Even, it's like whole wheat pizza. It's like, why the oh, fuck would you do that? Pizza's, pizza's pizza. That's why I like, like, uh, that's why I like Carl's Jr. Okay. I don't, I don't like eating there, but I like what they do. Cause they're like, McDonald's tries to serve salads and like these, it's just like Carl's Jr. is like, fuck it. You don't give a fuck and we're your spot. <laughs> yeah. Come on in. We'll put onion rings and the mozzarella sticks on the fucking burger. It's just like they double down on their identity and I love it. And about then them. they partnered with a fucking uh, green burrito. It's like, oh, not only are we not ever going to carry salads, we're going to partner and split half our restaurants with yeah. a fucking Mexican food restaurant and <laughs> say double fuck you to the salads. Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't... Uh, I don't, I've never witnessed a human being eat a salad from McDonald's before. I've never seen it. It's like, never why seen even it. do it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think those things why exist. Um, you can go ahead if, if you need no, to no, holler no, at no, something. Please, no. Um, okay. So you mentioned Carl's Jr. You mentioned Arby's, dude. Now we're going to get on the subject. <sighs> Best fucking, let's see, let's say, let's say. Okay. Fast food is such a, like a generalized thing. That's just so sure. a, a place with a drive-thru. What's your go-to spot every time, man? 
well, I live in California, so mm-hmm. in and out. I love in and out. Fuck yeah, man. You uh, mess with the animal style burger and the fries yeah, and all that. Double, double animal style. <sighs> my man. Um, I love it. My buddy gets, he told me about this secret menu and he gets a, uh, a three by three sometimes. Okay. Which is three patties. With three slices, and I was like, "Holy shit, that's like a bit much." I've never seen anybody do that. Right. And one time, I got a four by four. I've like been a, there, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Man. That's just like, <laughs> I mean, that's like you, you eat like that when you got two assholes, right? I don't think you need to be doing it's that. It's a power crazy. move, man. Yeah, it's a power move. That's a bit much. I want to savor it. So <laughs> that's the thing I learned. Like when I when I go to like a nice restaurant, they're fucking smart because sometimes they bring out these plates, right? And you order like these, uh, you know, like tuna tacos, or whatever. And it's like this little fucking, it's like a baby bite-sized tuna thing, right? Okay. And they bring like three of these things out on this big plate and they garnish it and all that stuff. You're like, what the fuck is this? Where's the fucking meal? <laughs> right. And then you, because it's so small, I think what they do is you actually pay more attention to how it tastes. Okay. And you savor it a bit more. You're like, fuck, I want more of that. It's really fucking smart. It gets you, huh? Yeah. And do you order more? No, I don't (laughs) order more. I just, I I want to, but I was like, that's a really fucking, because it really, I think you really pay attention more to the taste as opposed to like when you go to like Fridays and it's just like, right. Dump is just, it just all has the same general taste, right? Yeah. Yeah. You don't, (laughs) you don't pay, it's just, it's gratuitous and it's salty Mm -hmm. and sugary and sweet and it's all that stuff. But I think when you go to a nice one and you see the little dish, I used to make fun of that shit, but now I'm like, I get it. Yeah. I've only had like, one uh, meal like up to par like on that level like, and it was this place uh, downtown Scott so it doesn't fucking matter but um, went there for like a Valentine's date one day and sure. ordered like uh, veal tostadas oh that sounds good and I was like well I've never had veal before and yep. I, I don't really like the idea of veal but I was like well we're here I'm gonna try it and yeah same exact thing it came in like these little tiny ass corn tortillas dude like yeah. the size of this candle and uh, everything on it was like so flavorful and it doesn't make sense like they found the perfect balance to present, whether it's like a fucking tuna taco or like sure. a, a veal tostada and shit. Like I, I get it, but I, I can't, uh, I'm just a fat piece of shit, man. Like Don't I, say I, I, I can't, I can't just eat that <laughs> and be crazy. like, God, that was so worth it. I'm so happy I came here. Don't say I'm a fat, but that's like, you know, it's I just envision do. you eating, Eating naked in front of a mirror and then writing "I hate myself" in butter, you know, in, in a mirror. Just like don't, don't, don't be that guy. Yeah, you know. <laughs> no, it's all good. I love myself, but I, you yeah. know, I, I know, I know what's good, dude. I can't eat at fancy restaurants because they don't give me enough. But I do appreciate what they do with it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Maybe one day I'll get, I'll get myself under control and, and go eat a, <laughs> go eat at a proper place. Um, Okay, so now you said your first spot going up was at Caroline's, or was that uh, Stand New, Up New York? York yeah. Stand Up New York. And now was Stand Up New York still a club out there? Still a club. And so uh, was Caroline's. So was Caroline's. Great. Uh, there's, you know, at the time when I was living in New York City, there were, I think, like 10 or 11 clubs. Holy and now shit. And now there's a, a, a handful more. I think more. one or two of them closed. Yeah, but, uh, but I think, I don't know. I, I, it's been so long since I've been part of that New York scene. But okay. my first seven years, essentially, was just spent at the Comedy Cellar every night. And I would do, like, five or six, seven sets around the city. And I'd always be on the one o'clock or one fifteen spot at the uh, at the cellar with Godfrey and Artie Fuqua. Wow! And usually Lisa Lampanelli, like the four of us, would close out those shows for years. We were like the anchor of that's all that so stuff. awesome, so man. It's kind of cool. And seeing you, it was it cool. Now I, you played a role in um, Crashing, the Pete Holmes show, right? You were in no. that briefly. Never on that show, no. What? No. <laughs> it's okay. Every every other comic was hmm. not me. I didn't get the call. Hmm. Well, apologize for that, man. I was, so excited. Okay. I was so excited to ask you about that because I was like, oh yeah, New York, and I thought for sure that you like told him to fuck off or something. 
On the show? Yeah. No, 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 no. I like Pete. I, <laughs> I, I just, uh, I never really seen the show, to be honest with you. Dude, it's, um, as a comedian who's starting out, yep. um, it is fucking great. It's inspirational, man. Um, yep. you know, I, I couldn't even fathom the grind. Uh, I've never worked at anything for longer than three years at a time, just kind of trying to find my passion or lane. And yep. um, now I found that, you know, at least for now, I'm absolutely in love with stand-up and watching something It'll like change. that. Yep. Yeah, no, it, I bet it will. I bet <laughs> yeah. it will. Um, but one thing I do know um, at this point in my life is if I could just do this rather than 40 hours behind a computer, course, which yeah. I, with the situation I'm in right now, yep. um, dude, I'm ready just to fucking just be out here yeah just not doing that and just trying to meet people and communicate with people and make people laugh it's great man yeah uh, i had spent a lot of time in my life just being fucking sad dude like uncontrollably sad and angry and all well, that you're in the perfect occupation then because yeah. that's <laughs> but here's the thing though like I, i'm still that way you know to a certain extent but um it's way more manageable man and like uh oddly enough i mean i don't know i can't speak for any other communities but for mm-hmm. my exposure in this local community in phoenix it's been nothing but open arms man a couple of assholes obviously presented themselves right away yeah but uh it's been better for me to to just be around assholes too like me like just comedic or just trying to be funny with each other and of course um not everyone can handle that and i don't usually surround myself with people with that sense of sense of humor and so it's been a fucking purely a blessing to just be doing this man and it's great um what's good to hear yeah so I, I appreciate, you know, everything that uh, people throw my way, man, including this podcast. Like, it's just um, power of the email. I really wanted to sit down with you and talk to you. And I was like, okay, well, uh, got to ask, right? Here we are. Yeah. Got to just fucking throw Dreams an email out do there. do come true. Right. <laughs> yeah. A, bo- a boy can dream. Yeah. A boy can dream. Now I'm dreaming about four by fours. Dude, you said that. And he got my <laughs> shit going, man. I can't, I can't ignore it. Yeah. Can't ignore it. So uh, do you have anything that you like to do out here? There's a Phoenix fan fusion out here right now. I don't know if you've know that but you said you're a fan of comic books and there's yeah. like a four day extravaganza all the kids walking around dressed up it looks uh, some really like creative imaginative people yeah. walking around it's, it looks pretty awesome uh, for me personally uh, when I'm here I, I have a lot of work to do yeah uh, I'm, I'm trying to wrap up this this uh, this film uh, that I wrote about my early years in stand up so that's cool man that's uh, that's it's just been a grind like the last two years just working on that so I have a lot of work to do otherwise I'd probably just go fuck off and find a day <laughs> And Buster's play some video games. There you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's plenty of those out there. And main event got laser tagging it shit now too. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Comic Con, the Phoenix Fan Fusion, I didn't even know this until this year. But they have like multiple comedy shows there, and like s- some of the comedy shows they do in like full cosplay, and like they have to do their stand-up set as the character. Oh, and, okay. Like, it's really fun, man. That's cool. And like uh, people talk shit to me now and like uh, say I look like Thor. Which has never been true until recently, <laughs> you know, dude. Some lady told me I look like Thor, and it was before yeah. I saw the movie, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "Thanks, Fuck man." Right. I was, yeah, yeah. I feel good about myself. Exactly, like, motherfucker. And then I went and saw it with my dad, man, and I I saw Thor, and I was like, "Son of a bitch, dude." That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. So well, I was there you trying. Go. You got a new two minutes out of it. There we go. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's and I, I wanted to go dress up as fucking. All I got to do is just take my shirt off and get find a hammer. Yeah, I could probably do <laughs> do a yeah. set as Thor, dude. It's all good. Um. If you had to do a set as a fucking superhero, dude, what would you try to do? Who is who is the man? Oh God! Uh, oh boy! DC, I mean, Marvel. I love them all. I'm okay. not one of those that that's like ah fuck Marvel, or fuck DC. I like them all. <laughs> I love them all because I grew up with weird. Superman. But I love all the Marvel movies. Uh, you know, I just uh, kind of geek out with all of it. But I love Superman. I mean, Superman's Superman to me is just such a pure aspiration in life to kind of like. 
want to be like Clark Kent, I guess. Sure. He's such a great idealistic, you know, he's the Boy Scout, but uh, I just, I fucking love how, just like Sweet, especially like Christopher Reeve's portrayal of him is in, the, in that uh, original Superman movie. He's just like such a redemptive guy, such a rootable guy. You like him. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, they did I, I a really, like, really good job on making you fucking root your heart out for Clark Kent, dude. Yeah. And, it, and, and people make the argument, I don't really, I, I can't even argue to this in depth, but about him just essentially being invincible and it's like a cop-out superhero thing. It's yeah. like, dude, that's what a fucking superhero should be, right? Sure. Like the guy who can't be defeated, who fights evil. Like, we have one thing, Kryptonite, it's always a problem yeah. in the movies, which they make it very prevalent. Of course, the superhero is going to win. Like, how does anyone have a problem with Superman. Yeah. I don't get it, man. And I don't even get the people who just say, like, how you're saying, fuck Marvel, fuck DC. It's like, what are you talking about? entertainment. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, the idea of a superhero is very umbrella. Like, uh, a superhero is a superhero, period. Yeah. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I don't don't get extreme fandom of anything, really. Um, I was, like, a pretty big fan of football and stuff like that. Like, I'd go to the games on Sunday and, like, let it ruin my day if my team lost and stuff like that. But completely be completely honest i like took enough mushrooms to eventually be like not give a fuck about professional sports anymore <laughs> oh, <that> helps. Yeah. <laughs> i just woke up one day and i was like why have i allowed myself to care so much you know mm-hmm. like i was like the dude screaming at the bar like yeah fuck just being that asshole man yeah. and uh I, now it's just like it's a retrospective um moment i'm just like god dude that sucks sure and i'm not better than anyone but even when i see it i'm just like like thank god that's not where my emotion is being placed yeah yeah you know (laughs) it's a strictly strictly bad for me and same with um video games dude yeah certain video games i can't fuck with um the listeners know my mom is like an avid call of duty player oh wow she's like 56 years old and she's like better than me her and my dad play all day yeah like on the weekends and stuff they go do their farmer's market shit they get breakfast or whatever and they come back and like play call of duty all day yeah and i can't even play with them dude i just have i got (laughs) too much lingering anger problem to have fun even with my parents dude yeah so getting in check slowly but surely what's good to get smoked on a video game by your mom that's that's kind of cool well she uh (laughs) when she was starting to get good she got really cocky and um, she started talking shit to me and saying like she could beat me in 1v1, 1 versus 1, of course. Yeah. And uh, I told her, like, okay, if you really want to do it, let's bet then yeah. like $100. And she was like, okay. And I was like, okay, if I win, I'm going to make you fucking pay me, dude. Sure. Like, this is a bet. This is locked in. No, no escaping. And um, she was up like 15 to 8. We were playing 25, and she was yeah. up 15 to 8 on me, dude. And I eventually won. Yeah. And I made her take me grocery shopping and, like, bought me a whole bunch of shit. But uh, Wait, she what? almost beat me, dude. You, you made her take you grocery shopping? <laughs> yeah. And she bought you a bunch of... $100 That's like, worth of groceries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the bet was for 100 bucks, dude. Why wouldn't you just take the 100 and go to the grocery... Like... Because what if it? Because it was like a hundred and four something, man. You know what I mean. I can't spend the four bucks, bro. Okay, okay. Not okay. right now. It's okay. Not lately. Not in the past four years. Sure. Four bucks goes a long way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I made her. I was like, yeah, let's just go to the store. I think she needed to get shit anyways. It was just a convenient thing. <laughs> okay. Like, just drop a hundred bucks on me, dude. And uh, I think I spent like maybe twenty of it for sure on chips and um, cereal, man. It happens. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. called a victory lap. You earned it. Golden grams, dude. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Golden Grams is probably the fucking best cereal in the world, dude. And I couldn't help myself. I probably dropped for real at least $20 on cereal that day. And I felt like a fucking king, dude. But I'm lactose intolerant, so I got to compromise with the oat milk. Have you had oat milk before? No. Are you lactose intolerant? Nope. Oh, son of a bitch, dude. Yeah. You're so jealous, man. Yeah. I'd, uh, even if I was, I'd, I'd be like, 
this is worth it. I'm going to take a shit. I don't give a shit. I, I got to have my peanut butter crunch. Yeah, I'm just ultra, ultra sensitive, man. So I got to fucking compromise. And milk, I mean, cereal is just not the same. And I developed it too. It wasn't like, a, it wasn't like born lactose intolerant or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I threw up in my manager's office during like a one-on-one because I had drank a Dutch Rose like right before. And I was oh, like, Jesus I don't feel Christ. good, man. And that's how that started. Uh, and just eventually found out that I can't uh, do any dairy at all. Yeah. Without like both ends, dude. Just over. I'm learning a lot. <laughs> yeah. I'm learning a lot. And I'm we're an open really, book, man. I'm an open book. We're really making some breakthroughs here. Yeah. I'm an open book. So yeah, I apologize for that rant. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Just like performing sober, doing a podcast sober, I'm a little more lively. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if it's good or not. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's good for the podcast or not. I don't want to talk too much or fucking, this is not like the Bubba McComb podcast, the Steve Burns episode. Steve no, Burns no, no, episode. but it's, uh, look, the audience will tell you, you know. That's true. They have got some very honest fans. Yeah, well, yeah, that's good. That's a, <laughs> they'll tell me to shut the fuck up if they feel like I need to. That's good, yeah. Um, hey. But, okay, so we're coming up on 30 minutes, and you go up real soon, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm going I'm to go up in just a few, yeah. Okay. So. Well, dude, I appreciate the time so yeah. much, man. This has been such a pleasure. Appreciate it. Um, please Great let us you. know uh, about um, the DVDs you got here. Whatever you got going on, plug. Take as much time as you need to plug whatever you want. Yeah, I got an amazing Jonathan documentary coming out. June 3rd, it's available on the All Things Comedy YouTube channel. Fuck yes. And then uh, I have a film called The Opening Act, produced by Vince Vaughn. Uh, great cast, Jimmy O. Yang, Alex Moffat, Cedric the Entertainer, oh, Whitney Cummings, yeah. Eliza Schlesinger, Angela Johnson, Kathleen Madigan, Russell Peters, Ken Jeong, Bill Burr, Tom Segura, <laughs> Neil Brennan, Felipe Esparza, Roy Wood Jr., and it goes on and on and on. So that's going to wow. come out... Uh, it's going to come out, I think, later on this year, early next year. So we'll see. That's amazing, dude. That yep. cast is fucked. That sounds like the All Things Comedy Festival. Just yeah. I got together and got a movie going, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a $300 ticket, I think. Very awesome. Yeah. Well, again, I appreciate you so much, everybody. Please be sure to click the links in the description. Uh, give my man Steve Byrne all the love, all the love in the world. Leave some nice reviews for his albums. Uh, you know what to fucking do. You know. um, this has been another episode of the Hella Tired Podcast with your host, Bubba McComb, a.k.a. the Suburban Shaman, a.k.a. the Willy Wonka Wonder. Um, thank you all so much for having me. Um, shout out to Kova Coffee for sponsoring the podcast. Head over to kovacoffee.com. Enter Kova 5 for $5 off your order. I love you guys very much, and stay sleepy, BBs.